0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. This is the second week of the Black History Month miniseries that I will be doing throughout the month of February. Um, and just as a little reminder, the theme for 2022 for Black History Month is Black Health and Wellness. So, I will be talking about some aspect of health and wellness in regards to the black community in each of my episodes through the month of February. Um, And this week we'll be talking about the prominent stigma surrounding mental health that is within the black community. Um, And I think as a person who feels that it's very important to talk about mental health, Um, I thought that this was a really important topic to cover, um, and I think it is, um, very, um, eye-opening and kind of educational for any person. I learned a lot just, like, kind of building this episode, and I hope that you, no matter your race, can take something away from this episode, um, so kind of to just give a little background before i jump in um african americans are 20 percent more likely to suffer from serious mental and emotional distress um due to not only like common causes of mental health issues such as childhood and your environment work relationships and stuff like that Um, but also is compounded by the stresses of systemic racism that take mental and physical tolls on black individuals. However, only a third of African-Americans who struggle with mental illness receive appropriate treatment. And um, I kinda wanna talk about a couple of the reasons why. And the first reason is probably the biggest reason, and that's the stigmatization of mental health in black communities. Um, you know, black children are often raised to believe that they always have to appear to others, and by others I mean pretty much everyone else, that including their family and their friends and co-workers and stuff like that. That they always have to appear um, strong and without any weaknesses in order to survive in our society. Um, And this stems a lot from the systemic racism that has shaped black culture and taught black individuals that they don't have the privilege to be open and vulnerable with each other like other communities have and can do. And this has made it kind of difficult for black individuals to have those conversations and to acknowledge um, any um, mental challenges that they're going through. And these children, you know, eventually grow into adults who view therapy and medication and any other form of help and guidance with mental health. As a sign of weakness um, and can often become a source of shame Um, I know for me personally like growing up like mental health uh, was not really talked about in my household and it wasn't talked about among my friends and so just was something that I kind of ignored and didn't pay any attention to and then when I started to go through my own struggles with mental health i tried to deny it for a really long time and like it came to a point where one of my friends was just like you you need to just face the facts and look at your situation and like stop lying to yourself and i was like okay but yeah a lot of that came from like i if i have a mental illness then i'm weak and i can't be weak i have to be strong and then kind of coming to that realization that I did held a lot of shame for me, and it was really hard to get past that. But eventually, if you take the steps to grow, you do get past it. Um, but yeah, stigmatization of mental health in black communities is a really big issue um, and can really prevent people from getting the help they need and being able to um move past those and grow past those challenges that they go through with their mental health and learn how to live a healthy mental lifestyle so that they can be strong in a different way in the rest of their life. Um, And another big issue with this is disparities in mental health services. Um, And I won't go into a lot of detail right now about this because I will be covering this topic next week Um, but I will kind of be talking about health services in general not just mental health services so um, just to say a couple things about mental health specifically and the disparities in mental health services Um, only 4% of therapists identify as African American and that Uh, Just to give you a comparison, 13% of the U.S. population identifies as African-American. So it makes it really difficult for a black individual going through mental health issues um, that probably stem a lot from systemic racism to be able to have and find a therapist who can truly relate to and understand the daily struggles of being a black individual and Kind of being able to have those conversations about race with someone who can relate to it and understand everything um, and be able to give feedback and advice and insights from the a similar perspective right and so with only four percent of therapists being african-american it makes it really really difficult for black individuals to feel comfortable going to therapy because they feel like oh this person's not going to understand me and you know that was one of my biggest struggles too is like all these therapists that i'm like looking at and potentially wanting to go see they're all most of them are white and it's like for me They're not going to understand any of that struggle at all, and my current therapist is a white individual, um, but that hasn't brought any barriers for me personally, and I guess it just depends on the therapist, Um, but I know that fear and that thought going into receiving therapy is there for black individuals and wanting someone who can Understand that struggle is important, but I, I personally don't believe it's something that should stop you. If your only options is a white therapist, then I feel like receiving therapy is better than not receiving therapy, and you know maybe eventually you will be able to find a black therapist who can um, have those more, um, understanding conversations and have that perspective. Um, but I don't think you should just completely throw away the idea of going to therapy and like not do it because you can't find a black therapist. Right. Um, and with all of the online resources that we have now, um, there probably is a lot more access for people to be able to find black therapists, which is amazing. Um, So, you know, I'm not entirely sure because I haven't (laughs) looked, but um, I do hope that is changing. Um, And yeah, Um, another part of this disparity is the criminalization of African-American behavior. So again, To give reference, the black community makes up only 13% of the U.S. population. However, they make up 33% of the sentenced prison population. That is a third of all of the sentenced prisoners in the U.S. And that is crazy to me and kind of heartbreaking, to be honest. And for comparison, um... White individuals make up 61% of the U.S. population and only 30% of the sentenced prison population. So you can see that there's this really big disparity in black individuals being criminalized and receiving harsher sentences and um, being charged for things compared to a white individual who would potentially not even get charged or they would get away with a short sentence and stuff like that there's actually studies done on this where groups of people see two individuals they get pictures of them and one's a black individual one's a white individual and they both had the same stories but the black individual always um, is sentenced with a longer prison sentence And this disparity ignites the fear that acknowledging mental illness and your own mental illness or someone else's mental illness um, will result in harsh legal consequences rather than, um, you know, having people aiding in seeking out necessary treatment for you or for someone you care about, right? Um, Which is something that is very difficult, and the criminalization of African Americans um, is something that is on black individual individuals' minds almost all the time. I know personally this doesn't just go into mental health, that kind of covers pretty much every area of my life. Like, sometimes I'm just driving down the street and I see a cop, and I'm like, oh my god, am I going the speed limit? Are my license tags up to date? Are my headlights out? Am I going to get pulled over even though my car is perfectly fine? Uh, like, you know, it, it's those simple fears. And it extends to pretty much every aspect of life for a black individual when it comes to the criminalization of African Americans. And um, acknowledging that you have a mental illness kind of brings this fear that you will increase your chances of being criminalized. And that can be really scary. It is really scary. And I know that is why a lot of people try to ignore it and not seek out help. Um, but I think it's really, really important to overcome this stigma, not just for the black community, but for our entire society, because there is stigma around mental health in general. Um... But for black individuals specifically, in order to overcome this stigma, I think it's really important to break the cycle. You know, you are taught growing up that you need to be strong, you can't show weaknesses, and that mental health is a weakness, right? I think it's important to start having open conversations about mental health with your family, with your children, with friends, with coworkers. And to seek out necessary treatment for yourselves and your children. Um, because, you know, the next generation of the black community is being raised right now, right? There's all these children being raised right now. And if you don't break that cycle, and if you continue to do what your parents did, what your grandparents taught, what your great grandparents taught, right? You're gonna continue to propagate this cycle of stigma. And it's going to continue to hurt the black community. So we have to make that change now within our black community, right? We need to start educating and making aware um, for our black children the challenges and the struggles of being a black individual and the mental health issues that can come with it and how to seek out help, how to seek treatment. And that it's not a weakness. It's it's not something you should be ashamed of, ashamed of, but something that... You should learn from it and be able to grow from it and have people supporting you through that journey, right? Um, but most importantly, it's really important to heal yourself from your traumas and from um, the things you grew up with and the things that kind of haunt you right now. Because if you can't heal yourself, then you can't teach other people to heal themselves, right? To heal yourself first... You have to seek that treatment out and you know, heal, grow, so that you can be the best version of yourself to help other people heal and grow. For white individuals, I think it's really important to become an ally to the black community, right? Support your black friends, support your ba- black family members, support your black coworkers, have those op- open conversations also heal yourself right you can't help you can't help heal other people if you haven't healed yourself and then also be willing to learn and educate yourself and be able to change some of the mindsets you were taught growing up and I know that can be really hard because you don't want to believe that you were taught a way of thinking that hurts other people but It's really hard to grow up in our society as a white individual and not have any of those mindsets. So it's really important to educate yourself and relearn, right? That's how you grow. Um, And then, you know, some things are bigger than just you, right? Um, Like, there is this negative narrative that is portrayed in the media about mental illness and about the black community that needs to change. Um, and that is really important because media is what reaches a lot of people and a lot of people, um, specifically in the US, only get their information from the media. The media is their only source of information and sometimes it's only one type of media and so they're only getting information from one biased source of media right and when they constantly listen to that same narrative over and over again it becomes ingrained and that's how you begin to start thinking and um that's what hurts um you know the black community and individuals going through um, mental health issues um so it's really really important that The media changes that narrative and I know that kind of goes beyond you as a single individual person um, but we have been seeing some positive changes with celebrities like Michelle Obama who have um, openly started talking about their struggles with mental health and then also talking about their positive experiences they've been having with therapy and counseling and how that's been helping them um, so it's been a really positive thing because for people to be able to turn on the TV and hear someone they know, well, not necessarily know, but someone that you know know exists and someone who's big and famous, right? Talking about these challenges, like talking about things that people are usually don't talk about, and then also talking about how therapy, something viewed as a weakness has been really helpful for them. So it's been, that's been a positive shift and we need more things like that happening in the media. Um, And while you may be one person who can't change the media necessarily, you don't have to be silent. You can speak up, right? You know, if you don't like, um, not, not like, if you know information being portrayed in the media is um negative and um false or kind of distorted you can reach out to media outlets you can report things on your social media i know on facebook they allow you to report things and give reasons why you're reporting it and if they See it as something that is harmful, then they will remove it. Like, you have the ability to voice when something is not positive and when something is hurting individuals and a whole community, right? So, speak up. I know it can be hard, but I encourage you to speak up, and that's you know how things are going to change. So, People start speaking up and more people start speaking up. That's how you make more changes, right? Um, Sometimes you have to get a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I know that's really hard. Speaking from experience, I'm one who really, really likes my comfort zone. And so um, I started using the phrase expanding my comfort zone because I don't want to think about like. I don't want to think about it as stepping outside of my comfort zone. I want it to become something that I am comfortable with eventually. It will take time. It will take practice. But eventually becoming comfortable with it and expanding that comfort comfort zone so that you can kind of voice your opinions and speak up about things and have those conversations, those difficult conversations, right? Um, so, Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of um, The Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or if you learned anything new, please go share it with a friend. And as always, have a great weekend and I look forward to seeing you guys again next week on The Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. <laughs>